morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, April 29th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today is Friday, and I hope you are looking forward to a great weekend. Before we get to our scripture, though, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, in the reading of your scripture, in the hearing of your scripture, may we be transformed May we see your resurrection in a new light. May the light of your resurrection illuminate the darkness in our lives. Amen. Amen. Listen now to the 20th chapter of John's Gospel, verses 19 through 31. When it was evening on that resurrection day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of many, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, you know, we use a lot of quotes here on the podcast. Do you have a favorite line or favorite quote that you return to over and over again? Or maybe one you have written down somewhere, or maybe just a new one that's been on your mind lately. And it's okay if we've read it before on the podcast, because we've been doing this for two over two years. That's crazy. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, so I'm a person who collects those sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. Like I literally have notebooks full of them. And so instead of like picking a favorite, I'll tell you the one that I was thinking about this morning. Yeah. And it's from Flannery O'Connor who said, what people don't realize is how much religion costs. Hmm. They think faith is a big electric blanket, but it is, of course, the cross. Hmm. Um, and I've been thinking about that, the cost 
of religion and wondering, this is where my mind went this morning, if there is no cost, is it really the kind of religion I'm called to? Mm. So that's what I was wondering and what came to mind this morning. That's a good one. Well, thank you very much. (laughs) What about you? Um, The one that's been on my mind uh, recently, which is uh, funny and poignant, uh, is... And, and one, I can't even remember which one. In one of the Wendell Berry books I read recently, uh, one of the, you know, it's about, it's about this uh, community of, of farmers in small town Kentucky. And one of the young men goes away to college after, you know, growing up on the farm and working with his grandfather and uncles. And he comes back and he starts talking to one of his uncles who he looks up to and he wants to impress him kind of with the things that he've learned so he is speaking very you know high flutely and 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 talking and his uncle just kind of looks at him and he says if you're going to talk like that you're going to have to walk while you do it (laughs) and 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 and, uh and it's a line that he uh treasure that the that the son treasures or the nephew treasures uh throughout the entire book and whenever he thinks of his uncle he thinks of that line of you're going to talk like that you're going to have to walk with me while you do it um, and that just kind of that concept of uh like he was going to do something useful like walking yes. while this guy was prattling on yeah like yeah, like gotcha. if, we're, if we're gonna if we're gonna you know if we're gonna try to talk about how smart we are we're gonna at least have to be doing work while we're doing it yeah. um uh that that there yeah. is um you know an incarnational aspect to not just talking about things and you know even if you know let's say the uncle disagreed with the things that this nephew mm-hmm. is going on about, uh, that they can still till the land together while right. they're doing it. And I just, I think that's just a great image yeah. of the church. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love that too. That's great. But to our scripture, um, what do you make of Thomas? Do you relate to him? Does he frustrate you? Um, do you think doubting Thomas is a fair name that colloquially we've given to him? Uh, tell me about Thomas. I mean, if we're going to call him Doubting Thomas, we should refer to every believer as Doubting Brett, Doubting Tara. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a part of it. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think he's referred that way, right? Because he becomes this illustration for believers. But um, no, it's not fair to refer to him in only that way. And do I relate to him? This is so embarrassing. But um uh, as many know, I came to faith as an adult and the way it happened for me is I was in a really broken place in my life and I was struggling and, um, I came to believe in God first. And then this question of Jesus like would not leave. And finally, I mean, months, it was like always on my heart, always on my mind. And I can remember saying this prayer, which was, um, I'm going to go all in. And God, if this is not correct, I'm going to need you to burn a bush or write it in a sign. But I'm ready to stop worrying about it and I'm going to join a church. Mm. So, you know, that idea of like, let me tell you what God's going to have to do for me in order to get me to believe. Yes, I've done that. Yeah. The gracious part, I think, is that God meets us where we are. Yeah. Um, and I will also say, I wasn't doing that because I wanted God to like perform for me. I was doing it because I was tortured. Um, It was a wholehearted thing. 
Um, and I knew that there was always an element of belief that you just had to jump in. So my thing was, I'm going to do what these people at church tell me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's wrong, you're going to have to show me very clearly because I'm, I'm going to be all in from here. I think that is a different thing than just testing God for kicks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think both in Thomas's story and your own, uh, that what I see and hear is there is this level of actual... Uh, vulnerability and honesty that leads to more faith, not just for the individual, but for the community. Yeah. Uh, that that when Thomas and again yourself present this uh, very honest and real feeling, even if it seems, you know, she said at the beginning, embarrassing. Even though totally. I don't, I don't think it is. But <laughs> but but maybe that that in our our church community it feels that way or or how we were brought up or societally uh you know it has we have this level of embarrassment but uh i think it's just an incredibly uh honest expression of of where thomas is at at the moment uh and it's through that um that we have this it's it's i mean it's one of the most famous stories in the bible of of jesus showing up of of jesus breaking through locked doors to come to the one who is lost. I mean, it's yeah. it's really an incredibly wonderful story. You know what I love about it, too? And I'm just kind of thinking about this. I love that, you know, he doesn't believe Jesus is real until he sees his wounds. Well, aren't we the same way? Yeah. I don't believe people are real until I see their brokenness. Mm. The person who's like shiny, happy, got it all together, yeah. that is that doesn't feel real or authentic to me. And mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of patience for it. And I hope that I don't portray that. Although I know to some I must, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not appropriate to be like, hey, uh, how are you this morning? Great. Let me tell you about my marriage. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, which is wonderful, by the way. I love you, Brian. Um, but that idea that it is our, it is, it is our wounds that make us very real. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think God wants real. Mm-hmm. I do. But yes, yeah, so I've, I, I also think, and I think this is God's grace, right? That I didn't come up with some, notice I didn't say, if this is what I should be doing, burn a bush. Yeah. It was like, I'm just going to need you to let me know if it's not, because mm-hmm. I think this is where you're leading me. And God has been faithful. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, as a pastor and a ministry, as long as I am, I've seen some stuff, Brett, <laughs> but I've never doubted it's, that it's, this is where I should be. It's, you know, the difference, it sounds like, you know, is is you're saying I feel like you're leading me on this path. Yes. If this is not the path, then close this door. Yep. As opposed to, God, this is a wall. Open that door. Yes. (laughs) You're right. That's uh, a very big difference. um, And and I think that, you know, I've had things in my life where I'm like, I feel like this is where I'm called. If he's saying, no, close this door. And God's closed the door and you'd have to find another path. And I think that's, that is the second part of discernment, right? Uh, That it comes from an initial uh, figuring out, trying to initially figure out of where is God leading to begin with. It's funny. I haven't thought of that. I haven't thought about that time in my life in a while. Um, But I'm also realizing that my conversion experience was very much like this story in that (laughs) I feel like Jesus just showed up one day and would not leave the room. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Would not leave the room. And it was uncomfortable. And I didn't know what to do. And uh, I don't know. And I will also say that once that decision was made, I did feel complete peace. Yeah. And have never felt that door opened again. 
Um, but yeah, that's really funny to think about. And discernment, man, I, can, I can't tell you. I've had several times. The first one was the first job interview I had as a minister. It was for an associate position. And I can remember, like, we were there maybe 24 hours. And I look at Brian and I was like, dude, this ain't it. Nope. He's like, you're kidding. You're not kidding. Uh, this is not it. We were like, yep. <laughs> clear, clear on that. Well, it just, you know, um, I just love the image of of both in the first example of Jesus showing up and the second uh, that the disciples uh, and Thomas have have locked themselves in the room. They're keeping everyone else out, out of fear. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Jesus breaks through those, the locked doors that no one else can come through the secret locked doors. And for me that, that is like, it's like a microcosm for the reformed faith of like, it is, it is us as humans who lock doors and it's Jesus who walks through them. And that's what brings us to faith. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so grateful for a God who, transgresses those boundaries we think we've put up you know what i mean Uh, all right with that we're going to end with a quote from the author marilyn robinson who says sometimes i have loved the peacefulness of an ordinary sunday it is like standing in a newly planted garden after a warm rain you can feel the silent and invisible life Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.